Don't worry, Jake. It's only the rest of your life. Are you trying to say Jesus Christ can't hit a curveball? All right, we are live from Esplanade Avenue. I just kidding, folks. This is the uh, Brackish Podcast, but we are indeed live from Esplanade, Mid City. It is. It's recorded live. Recorded live. Excuse me. Yes, but everything is recorded. Live. Yeah, but we don't edit that much. So anyway, recorded live. Excuse me. Um, it's hotter than the devil's grundle out here right now. And we are probably going to lose about five pounds while recording this. But we'll gain three pounds in beer. Very true. Well, still offset two pounds. We've still won the day. That's true. All right. Should we just get into it? Uh, yeah, we'll roll. tell people what we're about. What are we? This is the Brackish. This is the Brackish podcast. We have stories about southeast louisiana southeast louisiana back in the day which was a big territory and we got a lot of stories a lot of stories and if you have stories we'd like to get your input too we have a lot of platforms we have the brackish podcast at gmail.com bam we got the brackish podcast facebook page boom we got the underscore brackish underscore podcast on instagram hi-ya hi-ya and is that it? I believe so. I think that's it. They For were, now. They were on replaced to like at Google Play, All iTunes, right. yes. Spotify. Spotify's? Yes. Apple Podcasts yep. and Google Play. Yep. For now. But I did enter our podcast what? for another I platform. Like, I won't say what it is. But if I I feel like if I do say what it is, then they'll have to put us on there. So go ahead and say it. Radio.com. Oh, okay. Oh, nice. I know. So, we are your hosts, Knock and Cliff. Let's get into it. I, uh... So, what are we going to talk about? You're telling me, Cliff is telling me about what exact story I know zero to nothing about. Yeah, this time he has no idea. I mean, some people, if you watched... Like, our last podcast was about the Axeman. If you watched American Horror Story... Um, or there's a bunch of books about the Axeman as well. So he's kind of known, kind of isn't known. So Knock knew a little bit about the Axeman, but this guy he knows nothing about. Nothing about, except that he's got a cool last name. He's got a real cool last name, which when I heard, the guy's name is Louis Congo. My first thought was Gloria Stefan. Shake your body, baby, do that conga. No, you can't control yourself any longer. Conga. That's, yeah, that's conga. Oh, conga. Oh, really? Yes, not Congo. Oh, that's the movie with the talking gorilla. Yes, okay. I believe that's Amy. Amy wants green drop drink. Amy loves you. Okay, so this kind of happened. <laughs> this, uh, this all happened around 17... We'll say like 1720 to 1737. So this is almost 300 years ago. So this may be when pirates were in the Caribbean. This is probably when the pirates were in the Caribbean. Okay, cool. All right. Yeah. Um, So I just want to give you, as I do with all the stories, we just want to give the listeners an idea of 
the time. What's going on? What's going on in, in history at this point? So, 1718, you know what went on? No. We're sitting in this very city. You know what happened? New Orleans was birthed. Boom. It became a city in ah. 1718. The birth of a city. In 1722, a building later known as the Alamo was erected. Right in the heart of San Antonio. Big erection that happened in, in San Antonio. Antonio. Okay, yeah. so 1722. 1722, big erection took place. Just to let you know. Of the Alamo. <laughs> of the Alamo. Guess who was born in February 1732? Uh, I glanced at your paper, so I'm going to say George Washington. <laughs> Whoa, d you are. 1732. Your historical our timeline is. Our father yes. of the United States. George Cherry Pickin Washington. Couldn't tell a lie. Oh, that was Abe. That was Abe. Okay. George was the cherry tree. Okay. I believe. You believe? <laughs> also, the first Catholic church was founded in the American colonies in 1732. Very nice. And it all it took almost three hundred years to figure out they were touching little boys. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> Isn't that insane? It is a bad stain on the church the, right now. Oh, for sure. For sure. A lot of stains. But not for us to mix up today. For sure. And getting back to Christianity. <laughs> um, my fellow Methodists in 1736. John and Charles Wesley arrived in Georgia to bring the ideas of Methodism to the American colonies. Okay, good, good. I so that's how it all started. That's very nice. All right, so the that guy is, in they're question. Good, they're good folks. So what, you, what, what the people need to realize, and you, because you have no idea, is that Louisiana was a massive place back then. It was a territory. There, it it was more a, than just the, the shoe? It was more than the boot. And actually, it extended, I believe to Pensacola, maybe to Mobile. See, the capital of the Louisiana Territory from 1702 to 1720 was Mobile. Biloxi was from 1720 to 1722. And then in 1722, New Orleans became the capital of the French colonial Louisiana. Why did it shift? I'm sure some corrupt politicians handing money out and right. making deals. And I guess, well, Mobile has a bay, bring in stuff. Mostly had to do with probably shipping. Probably the Mississippi, right? Mississippi, mighty Mississippi. They're like, Zutulu, I found this river. Yeah. It goes all the way up It's to 20 Canada. miles wide right now. We can find a way to screw up the entire drainage of the United States by making it a mile wide. And we can lose a bunch of land. I see it coming in 300 years. They had no idea. Yeah. They had no... <laughs> We have no idea. We just put levies to protect people. Is that like French-Italian? Yeah, he was. We had no idea. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So, yeah, All right. The birth of a city. Birth of a city. So, we like to be funny, but it's also, we throw a little history in there once in a we while. Got to. We got Our teacher from high school would be very proud of us. Yeah. Mr. Street? I was thinking Nieto. Oh, American uh, history. I like Nieto as well. Street was fantastic. Yeah. Okay, keep going. Anyway. Name dropped. We name dropped. Both were fantastic. Oh, absolutely. I'm just saying, by the way, listening to myself for the past three, 
We need to coin the term, oh, absolutely. I say it too many times. <laughs> it needs to be on a shirt, oh, a bumper sticker. Yeah, okay, okay. I don't know why. But, okay, at this time, territory, this whole French Louisiana was in a flux. There was just, there were European settlers here. There were troops here. There were people from France who France did not want. They These were people that are like, get your ass out of France. We don't want you nasty dirty people like kind of like australian like they would ship people to australia yeah oh wow okay just like get out of here we we're good with the people we got we don't need you little minions here you need to go over there so a lot of different people a lot of different cultures and then in 1719 slaves arrived from africa so the slave trade this is back in the slave trade coming on 1719 1719 okay so there were also indian slaves there were the European settlers, some were slaves, but also this is what this was like. A, it's a weird, chaotic situation because there were black slaves and there were free, free blacks. There were free Indians. There were Indian slaves. There were European free people. There were slaved, enslaved European people. Like it didn't matter. It was almost, I guess, just whenever you came here, or what time it was. Like you either were, oh, you're a slave, or you went and went about your business and started something and started working and did what you had to do and you were free and they all walked amongst each other it was very weird that's why they said like really there's no laws like it was just a lawless time like nobody i couldn't even imagine waking up every day like probably just paranoid that somebody just may take you out in two seconds well that's when they were teaching you to be nice to everyone yeah don't piss off the wrong guy that was if i was a father to a child back then that would be my advice for sure or girl, don't piss off the wrong person. Don't piss off the wrong person, for sure. And and at the same time, France and Spain were still fighting over Pensacola territory. Okay. There's a lot of fighting going on. Right. You could but get in caught New Orleans, it was, hey, yeah. it was, melting pot in the sense it of was, what it for really sure. is. It was a little chaotic, but... So, that's the background. That's the times that were... I'm just giving you a background of what's going on. All right. There's a, so lot of, now, there's a lot of French happening. A lot of French. And Spain is fighting with France. And we just moved New Orleans to the capital of the Boom. colony. Yes. So this man, Louis Congo, was an African slave. He comes over and immediately he becomes property of the Company of the Indies. That's a, they, are, they are the governing body of Louisiana at this time. So they like the company. Yeah. The so he's not... He was sold to a company. He was not sold to an individual. Okay. So, even though this was in Biloxi, this was not New Orleans because Biloxi was the capital. That's where they came in at the time. Yeah. So back then, he had his he and his wife. The married slave couples were forced to separate. So he's now in a in an unknown land by himself. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So. He gets his employer. The when they don't even, they don't say what he actually did, but between 1721 and 1725, he was working for this employer. I'm sure, you know, doing whatever they told him to do. Right. Not getting paid. Right. So, however, he knew how to write, which is very unusual for uh, slaves back then, or even poor folks. Poor folks. Yeah. 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 So. Like I said, during this time frame, 1722, New Orleans now becomes the capital of the French settlement. Okay. 
And in 1725, they saw this guy, Louis Congo. He was smart. He could write. He was muscular. And these guys were like, there's so much chaos. And people are killing people. And we can't stop it. We've got to get some type of enforcer to scare people. Like, you commit a crime. This is what's going to happen to you sort of thing. Okay? Okay. So he is... So just... Yeah. Yeah. What is the... The comic's name that was on Netflix, Luke, he's Luke Cage? Luke, he, yeah, he might be Luke Cage. Wow, so New Orleans police or something, right? Or the city of New Orleans says, or no, like the- No, the French colony, yeah. They, we need someone to scare the there, shit there, out of people. There's so much chaos that, you know, people are just beating people, people are killing people, and we can't- find out who it is and we're tired of it because there's such a mix of people mm -hmm. they're slaves and and all free people and everybody was mixing together and somebody didn't like something you know whatever they wanted it to stop okay so but they called in louis yeah so louis getting called in and we will now take a break so the anticipation thickens for this week's episode the brackish podcast is brought to you by don lemon now According to Fox News, Mr. Lemon, who was wearing a pair of shorts, sandals, and a t-shirt, put his hand down in front of his own shorts and rubbed, he rubbed his genitals and then put it on a man's mustache. Now, backstory is, they went to, there was a bar, this guy was in the bar, he's with his friend, he spots Don Lemon sitting at the bar. He goes up to him and says, hey, you're Don Lemon, nice to meet you, can I buy you a drink? Which coincidentally was a lemon drop. I'm not making this up. So Don Lemon says, no, thanks, man. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't need to have a drink. Nice to meet you. Later, Lemon approaches him. Stick, lemon sticks his hand down his own pants, rubs the grundle, sticks it in the guy's mustache, asks him if he likes D or P. D or P? Yeah. What is D? What is P? Well, you know, I don't want to be vulgar on the oh, show. Oh, I was thinking they were at a bar called the Sag Harbor, right? How about it's Disnick and Piznos? <laughs> OPP. OPP. Okay. Um, is Mr. Lemon okay? All I know is you got to ask yourself one question. Is the plaintiff a tainted source? Or is he not a tainted source? <laughs> or both. And someone told me that that night <coughs> at the establishment, it was wine and from under cheese night. So uh, if uh, you happen to go there what on possesses, a Tuesday. What possesses someone to even think that that would be okay? Not to say that Mr. Lemon did or didn't do that. But what would possess someone to just walk up to another person, do the old tugging whatever, and yeah. then put it on their face? I that mean, is a lack of I'm not going to jump to conclusions. And all puns aside, he was cocky. Uh, he's just a cocky POS. <laughs> he has his own TV show. It's like, hey, look at me. You know, I can... <coughs> Basically, some of these people, these celebrities... Well, celebrity figures. I'm like, mm -hmm. I don't know if he's whatever. They think they're above the law, so they can just, oh, I'm gonna put my hand down my pants, touch this guy's face. 
Nobody's going to do anything about it. <laughs> now, in closing, in some sort of a related incident, a man in Jefferson Parish was caught masturbating at the AMC Theater in Elmwood during Aladdin. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So. What, what scene are we? I don't know. But I will say. Was it the magic carpet ride scene? <laughs> what we, was it the scene where he's coming in to meet the princess? Was Probably it? when the genie was getting rubbed, right? Or the lamp was. <laughs> he was rubbing the genie. He was getting rubbed. All I know is they, they are renaming that certain theater. You know what it's going to be called? It's now going to be called the Climax Theater. Uh, so, just in case you go to AMC. In Elwood. Yeah. Theater 3. Theater 3 is no longer IMAX 3D. It's Climax 3D. That extra special addition to the theater. This has been a breaking news segment from the Brackish Podcast. And now, let's go back to the podcast. Thank you for the little bell. That was nice. It did work. It really went well. Now it didn't work. Quit ringing it. No, no, it's good. It's good. It knows that it wasn't fake. Now they know we have a crying kid walking by, too. It's the real deal. Yeah, now we're, now, yeah. Guys, look, we're trying to tell you, we're recording live, okay? We can't control what's in the background. Screaming babies, motorcycles, city buses, big dually trucks. It's all here. So, let's get back to it. 1725. They've just called in Louis to say, They called him in. We need you to save the streets and be our superhero. So, the council called him in. And they said, This is what we want you to do. Now, he was like, Bullshit. I'm not doing this unless I get these things. Because they were they what they told him was, you do this, you get your freedom. You're no longer a slave. And he goes, that's not enough. Right. Okay. Good and for he him. says, I want freedom for myself and my wife. Good. I want a full ration of wine and drinks. My boy asked for liquor. That's awesome. Let's all get drunk. He also wanted money, which I don't blame him, to do this. And he said, I want a piece of land, approximately 1.7 acres, is what I've heard, on the outskirts of New Orleans. Okay. So we don't know where that is. The Attorney General Francois Fleurieux. Your French is way better than mine. Says, no, we're not giving you that. But... They ultimately agreed to the terms, except for the freeing of his wife. Oh, oh hell no. But what? she was allowed to live with him. And she didn't have to do any labor. So I don't really understand how she's not a slave. Any- she doesn't have to do any labor. She gets to live with her husband, but she's still a slave to the council's mind. I don't. It's, it's a terrible title that they would hold over a woman Absol- for no reason. For sure. So, yeah. Other than hate and discrimination. And racism. So anyway, Louis was freed in well, 1725. Good for Louis. And he was appointed the public executioner. Oh, whoa, okay. That took a different turn. Boom. That took yeah. a, you didn't sign me up to just kill people. 
He signed me up to like be your crime fighter. Yeah, no, he's going to, no, he takes out, like if someone commits a crime, he puts them in public and makes a scene out of it to make sure that people realize if you do something, this is what's gonna happen. Okay, well give me the first instance of when Louis so, gotta do it. Well, yeah. So people, if you're thinking out there, what would drive a man to take this bargain? You know? Like right. why would you do that? Freedom. Freedom, wine. sure. And he loved his wife. He's Good. like, I wanna get my wife. And out. wine. So he was granted explicit authority to execute punishments on anybody, not just slaves but white settlers, Indian slaves, European deportees, like I said, anybody who does something. So his name quickly got out there of he's a former slave turned executioner. Like he, he, they started spreading the word, like how can this happen? You know, this doesn't. This is a great story. Yeah. So he was in charge of whippings, brandings, amputations, torture, and hangings and this is the this is the crazy part he got different compensation for the different punishments so flogging do you know what flogging yeah, is if you like it's like beat i think you yeah beat it's not with a whip but it's like with a yeah stick almost, right? so that got him 10 pounds <laughs> a hanging was worth 30 pounds oh and they had this torture device called a wheel. And he got 40 pounds for breaking somebody on that wheel or burning someone alive. Isn't that nuts? So, well, he's like, he's like hoping for the worst. He's like, come on, <laughs> serial killer. We don't know his wife's name, so I'll just use wife. I don't know. Just Deborah. Say, Deborah. Deborah. Damn it, Deborah! I got ten floggings today. I can't take you out to eat with only floggings. I need some hangings, Deborah. What's a wheel torture? You want to go to the high-end restaurants, but I can't do it. So, you promised me. Yeah. Even though he was like, I mean, he was top. Dog. He's bigger than the police. I mean, he yeah. he is. He had the ultimate... I'm sure the newspaper's talking about... Oh, um, for sure. I couldn't find any... Yeah, if they had one. They yeah. may have. But... Gazettes. They were probably like... Yeah. Newsletters. On scrolls. Yeah. Hear ye. So... <laughs> Comes Louis Congo. Yeah. <laughs> he will beat you to an ounce of your life <laughs> if you try to steal from the grocers anymore. Thank you. <laughs> so... Even though he's had ultimate power, obviously, you start killing people. You're going to start killing people, hanging people, torturing people who have family. Okay? Yeah. So, he dragged to trouble. Like, you know, I did something. The family was like, this is bull crap. You can't do this in front of all these people. You've humiliated my family. Now I'm coming after you. So, three, one night three fugitive Indian slaves broke into his house and brutally beat him during the night. He did not die, but he was brutally attacked, okay? In another incident... So now you see why they gave it to such a man, too. For sure. Like, they knew what they were doing mm -hmm. when they gave this responsibility to a guy that they honestly didn't probably care about. They didn't care if anything no, happened they, to Louis No, they would have probably... Just got to... 
different another guy. guy. Yeah. yeah. He'd been next man up. Right. And then put a if it was, you know, if, if it was a white guy, he would have wore a mask. For sure. They wouldn't have just put the white guy's name out there like right. that. Jeez. All right. So another incident. Well, he's alive though. He's alive. Okay. Two black slaves ambushed him in broad daylight while he was hunting. He was severely beaten. And now he's really worried. He's always beaten twice. This is the second time he's been severely beaten to the edge of his life. And now he's really worried about himself and I'm his wife. I'm just so surprised that three Native Americans didn't kill him. I know, yeah. They, they may have fought it, you know? Yeah. I don't know. So he approaches the attorney general that appointed him to this position. And he's like, yo. I love that dude, right? Yeah. Okay. So he was th- he he basically went to the guy and was like, "Look, I think these two got these two blacks. They attacked me because I cut the ear off of one of their uh, friends or family. You know, so they were retaliating for whatever I whatever I did. So the attorney general goes to the council, and they said that basically Congo's life would not be secure if we're going to let this stuff be tolerated." Like mm-hmm. people are coming after him. They're going to everyone, whoever he harms, somebody who knows that person is going to immediately go after him and try to kill him. So they were like, we got to do away with because he was the only one with the balls to do it. Yeah. So the council said you can impose capital punishment on anybody who attacks you. A license to kill. He is hey the first recorded instance of a James Bond. Yes, License to Kill. Boom. There you Louis go. Louis 007 Congo. Dude, if 007 was named Louis Congo, I probably would have watched it more than James Bond. <laughs> yeah. Louis Congo sounds like a badass. <laughs> and he is. And James Bond's a badass too. That's not. But still. So Congo. Three years later, he finds one of the guys who attacked him, and he brought. This was not the blacks. This was the Indi- the three fugitive Indians. He found one of them. Oh boy! And he brought him to the scaffold in a crowded uh, public area. And I think I guess back then, when you're going to be publicly humiliated mm-hmm. or killed. They they were like put on these clothes, you know. We don't want you looking raggedy. Or I don't I don't know why, but the Indian refused and said, "I'm gonna wear my native Indian headdress and all that stuff." So and war paint. And he's so, just walking around New Orleans. Just, this in this Native American was just walking around New Orleans. Well, no, they had him in custody. At the time. He he's like, Congo said, "You need to wear these European." Scrags or whatever. Oh, so in Congo order to be humiliated, he no, was no. already arrested yeah. somewhere else. Okay. Well, Congo, Congo found him, but he's like, I'm gonna humiliate you in front of everybody. Okay, because you right. brutally attacked me. Even though he gave given the authority to just kill him right there, he's like, no, 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 no. I'm making an example of you. Okay. So he's getting power hungry. Congo guided this Indian up a ladder and put a noose around the Indian's neck. So the Indian was like. Yeah, it's gonna be quick and, Native and painless. American. Native American. Native, what? The Native American. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, sorry. <laughs> oh, PC. Dang it. Come on. No, you can say. It. Keep going. Keep going. You're good. So, uh, 
So anyway, this, he, as we go. This, this Native American Thank you, sir. was thinking, oh, a little noose around the neck, quick and, well, I wouldn't say painless, but quick. No. Congo pushed this dude off the ladder and said, you're not going out that easy. Congo pushed him to where he didn't just let him fall and be like, eh, and break his neck. Like he pushed him off to where the guy was like swinging back and forth and struggling. To, and finally, after like 10 to 15 minutes, the guy's dead. So it wasn't like a drop, neck broken, you're done. Because that's what usually happens. And he did this in front of everyone? Yeah, in a public place. Wow. Because he was, hey. No, we need to, we got to pull the reins in on Mr. Congo, it looks like. So, Congo left him there for days to serve as a warning to anybody who might retaliate against this killing. Wow. Come at me, bro. Come at me. Come on. And now we're going to go to a break. Ooh, you got me. Thank you. We'll be right back after this. This commercial break is talking to my brother. You've called the Brackish Podcast. How's your grundle today, Tim? It's perfectly uh, to get intact. Well, that's great to hear. When is it not intact? Do you like attach and, and reattach every day or what? When you're a married man, sometimes things just don't belong to you all the time. Ooh, so are they like in her hand or mouth? <laughs> Most times in her hand, being tucked away from my body. So, yeah. Absolutely. That's an impressive stretch. It is. It is. What y'all doing? Oh, we're uh, actually we're, we're recording live right now. <laughs> Thanks, Colin. Thanks. <laughs> No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Hey, Hi, I was calling to see if you wanted this thing in my house still, which, you know, since you're recording live, like, we can talk about that later. What is it? So, no, say it. The 10 by 10 canopy. Oh, I thought you were going to say, like, <laughs> sex doll or something. No, the swing, I already gave him the swing. It's for the show, Tim. Say it's, like, man toys or something. Man toys. It's swing I've already given him though, that's what I was saying. Ooh, like, yeah. swing. Now it's interesting. Now you weren't supposed to tell. <laughs> Have you gotten any more paid sponsorships today? Yeah, we got one from uh, CCN for about Don Lemon. Yeah. Don nice. Lemonade. When life hands you lemons. <laughs> Go ahead and sue him. Oh, is that what it is? Yes. How's everything in the parish, dude? Yeah, well, uh, our parish update from yeah. Casper Tim. Our favorite yat. It's still hot. Uh, it's not cooling off, and it's uh, still hot. But all I got. Do the parish people still believe in climate change, or not believe in climate change? Uh, no, because ninety-seven percent of this town is employed by uh, the oil refinery. So at that point, you are no longer allowed to believe in climate change. Tenacious shall met refinery. Battle <laughs> to the metal, boys. Straight from I five ten. Well, Judge so, yeah. Perez in the house. Alright, look, I'm at the uh, city parish dump, whatever this is called, and I gotta throw away some stuff, so. You're at uh, City Hall? I'm at the dump. Oh, I'm yes. sorry. I right, I'm gonna let y'all go. I'll call y'all back. Alright, but yeah, you can drop that off anytime you want, man. Drop, right, drop it like it's hot, Tim. Alright, bye. That has been the commercial break of talking to my brother. Now back to the podcast.
right, so Louie. So, yes, just like both of us right now, because it's 100 degrees outside, Congo left this guy dangling for 10 days. Or a couple days. A 10 or a couple? It's probably 10. Now we're going to say 10 for the show. Okay. No one, yeah. It could have been two. Who's going who's gonna to fact check me? Could have been two, might have been 10. It sounds cooler if it was 10, because then it'd probably be like but rotting. But two or 10, it's still, yeah, he's up there for two days. Yeah, that's you long wanna, enough. You want to make people... Birds are getting after you. Yeah. yeah. You, you want to make people scared, you got a bird chirping in someone's eye. I oh. mean, that's how you get it. Oh. All right, so... Mr. Congo did this for 12 years. With the license to kill? Yes. Oh, the sole executioner for the common folk who pose a threat to the colonial order. Who's to say who poses a threat? I mean, it could be as simple as somebody on the streets like, I hate the council. The council's stupid. And he could come out with his bat full of spikes and just whop. Wow. We don't know if he had a bat full of spikes. It just sounds cooler. So I would. A, I want him to have. He a was bat the council's hitman. Yeah, for twelve more years. He's like, you don't talk bad about the order. Uh, I'm gonna take you now. Yeah. So, so if we're being honest, the rhythm is gonna get you. Oh, Congo is gonna get you. Congo is gonna get you. Congo is gonna get you. In the head. Dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, he was just wrecking shop on people who disrespected the council or committed crimes. Yes. That they could maybe prove or maybe not because, let's be honest, you know, so, there was never a Sherlock right. Holmes around. That was then. to restore, he was doing it to restore the order. Now, over his tenure, he hanged. European immigrants convicted of murder. So if they convicted of murder, it was just, you know, my boy executioner. You're done. And let's let's not get this twisted. So normally there was an executioner back in the day. Mm-hmm. There and you know, you never saw the executioner because he always had his face covered. But you only saw him when there was an execution taking place. Otherwise you could you wouldn't know who he was, you'd just be walking on the street. Congo, a different story. Everybody knew who Congo was. Congo was wrecking shop wherever he went. Don't look him in the eye wrong. He's going to take you out. Or don't commit murder because obviously that's when he shows up. That's the regular job. Ha! 40 pounds. Boom. Got him. You know what I mean? That's what's so scary is people could probably go back and see how much money he made killing people. And be like, man, I want to do that. There's probably a record somewhere or used to be before, you know. They're like, whoa, how come you don't have that many floggings this month? Well, that's because I don't flog people. I kill people. I don't care. You gave me full authority to smack people and bust their heads open like coconuts. Do you think it'd be a tough time at home, though? You know, could hey, I, honey. I don't have any friends. <laughs> no, he doesn't need friends. He's got liquor. He had wine and... Yeah. And he's got this woman that's, like, in the house for him just... He's sitting there. I mean, think about it. He's freaking paranoid. He's sitting there drinking wine and holding the freaking bat with spikes in his hands. <laughs> Just sitting on the couch like, somebody's coming for me. I know they are. So anyway, over that tenure, 
he placed countless Africans, slaves, on this wheel for, like, thefts, petty crimes. And this wheel was like a torture wheel, okay? And he also had a number of slaves to justice. There was, a uh, people, like you said, he's keeping the order in place. There was, a what do you call a foil? It was a takeover attempt, a coup. Mm -hmm. Some people tried to take over the French colonial sediment. Did I say sediment? Yeah, he did. <laughs> I did. Sorry. Settlement. Sediment. You know what I mean? The French sediment. Yeah. It sounds like sediment. It does. It totally does. Uh, no one would have cared if I didn't point it out. And you're putting something on top of something else. That's what sediment is, right? Boom. So, I don't know if it is, but we're going to keep going. <laughs> anyway, guess what happened? You try to take over the, the order, we find you, and you get killed for it. From Louis. He made a lot that day. You know why? Because there were nine slaves who were caught. 360 pounds, dude. He killed nine people in one day. Oh, for sure. I'm sure he did. You think it's like like the DMV? Like, <laughs> you got nine appointments that day? Wow, like, that's all. Next! Yeah. Is this a <laughs> flogging or is this a uh, a torture wheel? Oh. Uh, but the, I just put the torture wheel away. Guys, floggings and counters one through ten. Thirty through forty is murders and hangings. Oh. So Louis was also Louis could have, you know, maybe stood up for some of the stuff he probably should have stood up for because that's what he wanted was his freedom. Absolutely. Yes. And so that's all the other fo those guys wanted was their freedom. Yes. And that wasn't right of Louis to do. No. So there's no official records. That, that document the total amount of sentences that this guy carried out. Oh, wow. But it's been said that he's carried out hundreds, if not thousands, of punishments, including those with the ultimate price of death. So, whether or not that's good, whatever he did was good, whatever he did was bad. It's got to end, right? You know? Yeah. You can't be an executioner forever. You cannot. So, no one knows what happened. No one knows if he was taken out. But it all came to an end in 1737. Like, no one knows if he died in 1737. They just stopped, He stopped being executioner. So, 1725 to 1737. He wrecked shop. 1737, he calls it quits. No one knows if somebody went to his house on that nice piece of land he had and took him out. Nobody has a clue. No one knows if he sold his land and went somewhere else. So, in conclusion, right. In conclusion, just to recap, this was very unusual in the times for a black man like Congo to do what he did, to be slave, to executioner, and also a black man who could write. Remember that. He, this is, this is, and guess what? What? I don't know what. Louis Congo's not his real name. What's his real name? Nobody knows. But he was named Louis for Louisiana. Mm -hmm. And Congo for, for being from Congo, Africa. Wow. So you talk about like real, like nobody knows who this guy is. So big alias. So he Why couldn't my alias be? I mean, Cliff, nah, I should have been Louis Congo. Yeah, that would have been so much better. Jeez, so I think maybe what let's oh I got I got I, this is my 
Nock gives his most hopeful perspective. I feel, as I was saying, giving Louis, you know, the gut punch saying he probably shouldn't have did that. Maybe it did get to him. Maybe it did get to him saying, I'm, you know, torturing these people who want freedom. So I've had enough of this. Yeah. I'm now packing it up and taking my free life. Did he take his wife? Did his wife disappear too? Yeah, I'm all, it just says that he stopped. Didn't say anything about just, the wife. Yeah. All right, well, taking my wife with me. This is my most optimistic. Taking my wife with me. Yeah, he, we're going he, to live a he could have gone north. Simple life. He could have gone up to, I don't know what the territories Chicago were. Chicago and been some sort of other figure that was there. Because they wouldn't know it was a different guy. In Chicago? Yeah. Did they have gun control back then? No. <laughs> they still don't now, but look at it. <laughs> anyway, so... Gosh. Uh, some... That's why Congo went there. <laughs> we need Congo in Chicago. Do we know if crime got... Do we know if crime got less in New Orleans during the time of Louis Congo? I would assume so. I wouldn't say, like... I'm sure the numbers dropped, but you also heard that people were publicly humiliated just for petty theft. So even if a guy who was, or a woman, whatever, who was starving, if they like went in the market and stole an apple or something because they were starving, they could say, oh, well, that's petty theft. I'm going to put you on this wheel and torture you in front of people. So there's no, I would hope. I mean, I wouldn't steal anything if I knew this dude was walking around. Right. Hang you for 10 days. Yeah. Let the rats get you. Because if you were Congo, wouldn't you have little minions working for you? Like eyes on the street? Like, hey, you go find that. Watch out that at that market this morning. If anybody steals something, let me know. We're going to put them on the wheel this afternoon. You know? Because he like needs that. some money. Yeah. Got to pay the bills. That's crazy that a man's life, he got commissioned yeah. for how many people he killed. But anyway... Well, after he got his license to kill that. But before he got his license to kill, it didn't even matter. It would be the council telling him. Yeah. So. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so think about this. 1737. It would be another 70 years until the Slave Trade Act of 1807 was passed, which that abolished the transatlantic slave trade. But by that time, that's 70 years. By that time, there were millions of now African slaves, or not even slaves, Africans just calling this world, this is their new home. They were brought over by ships, boom. And they weren't only slaves, they had carpenters, blacksmiths, men, women, children, there were slaves. But only one guy can say that he started as a slave and ended as an executioner. That's it. That's been it. Yeah. Thank you for listening. I don't see how, I mean, find me a story. Someone no. out there, find me a story of a slave who turned executioner other than Louis Congo. And he may be the first instance of a African-American executioner as well. Very true. I do not know that information, Sitting but it New seems... New Orleans and all the stories, man. You just talk about one guy that I made know. a weird difference. And to think about this, this wasn't like Jacques St. Germain, who was seen in 
France and then comes over here and now he's seen in New Orleans a hundred years later. This is a real dude. Yeah. And Jock may have been a real dude, but I'm saying there's no mythical thing around this guy. This story has been passed down, okay? Louis Congo existed. Somebody, oh yeah. It was either his buddy or a family member of somebody this guy took out who has passed this story down. <laughs> 300 years later, we're telling it right here for you. You may have a great, 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 great grandmother who was killed by Louis Hunt. Or laid down by him. But or we don't know that. And we're not gonna speculate. But I will say, that it's very interesting, and now Louis can thank us for continuing on his story. You're welcome. Thanks, Louis. Thank you. Louis, 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 Louis. All right, this has been the Brackish podcast. Mix it up a little bit. Yeah, just mix it up, people. That's what we're doing here. Look, they mixed it up. What I tell you, back in 1720, New Orleans mixed it up. Yeah, Everybody it was yeah, a mix of people. It was chaos, and that's why, just like Louis Congo, the Brackish Podcast here is to restore order. <laughs>